When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Really, Riley? Really, Riley? Really, Riley? Really, Riley? Really, Riley? Really, Riley? <laughs> Are you ready? This is the Really Riley Podcast. Woo! Well, hello, beloveds. Happy Wednesday. Ay, ay, ay. It's a busy-ass week for your girl, Riley. But busy in a good way. Lots of big things happening, lots of big things coming up. And of course, today it is Ask Riley. And I always love it when you guys send me stuff, questions you want to know about everything under the sun. And there's really not a whole lot that I don't answer. I mean, there's really only one topic that I've ever not answered. And if you give me 11 more years, I will. Um, But yeah, I have some huge things going on in the way of business um, and family. So This weekend, my family and I are taking a little beach trip, and forgive me, but I don't remember the name of the beach at present. (laughs) Um, It's been a week, Um, but it's the place where everybody sent me where, like, you can go locally here in Maryland. It's like an hour and a half away from our house where you can, like, look for shark's teeth, and it's supposed to be this great beach and this great place for kids, and... You know, going into the summer, my oldest son, Lyric, has been asking, like, Mommy, can we go to Florida? Can we visit the family? And da 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 And I'm just like, yeah, that's not happening because it's just too damn expensive. And I hate that. I hate having to tell him no for stuff like that, especially when he's missing his family. And I know, first world problems. It's not the end of the world if you can't go to a beach trip over summer. I never did that growing up. But then again, I lived on a beach. But... You know, I always did want to be the family that we would take family vacations and go places and give my kids the itch and the bug to like explore new things and go new places and not just, you know, live in a bubble. Um, So my husband and Marshall and I talked about it and we had a family account that was like our never, never land saving account. So basically like we try to forget that it's there. So it's there for a rainy day. It's been more than a rainy day. It's been more like a rainy year with a lot of blessings also too. my We Got This Bam, my We Got This Army. Um, but we had money set aside that was given to us for our wedding because we were like, well, we don't want to spend it just frivolously. And at the time, like we didn't really need anything and in the way of, you know, financially or whatever. And obviously that's changed a bit, but we thought that since we'd had such a trying year on everybody because, you know, me losing my job and losing, uh, you know, our dog is, was a lot. And I'd be lying if I said that it didn't affect our family life in negative ways, kind of, you know, so Marshall and I talked about it and we said, okay, well, why don't we take some of that family account and go on a little beach vacation to, just get some fun in the sun and it feels like summer has gone by so fast and been filled with so much business stuff and stressful things. And like, I know my husband is happiest on a beach near the water and the sun with flip flops on. That's his jam. If he could have had a beach wedding, he would have had one. 
You know, like if he could go and live as a recluse on some beautiful beach and pick coconuts all day, he would. Maybe not the pick coconuts part, but we decided that that was just worth it to give our family like a boost of energy and just be for a minute because we don't really ever get that time to do that. And I know that I'm not the only person that feels that way, but especially with Lyric being like almost eight years old, I want his childhood to not be, I don't know, like his memories, I don't want them to be flawed or scarred in any way by the shit that's been going on with me because I'd again be lying if I didn't know that Lyric notices that his mommy has been off and that there's been a lot of tears and a lot of just being worried a lot. And, you know, you try to shield your kids from that as much as you can. And I I know a beach trip doesn't fix the world's problems or a kid's emotional stability or whatever, but I want him to have these memories. So I'm really excited about that. You know, we're just going to be and be on the beach. And, you know, Malin is starting to level out in terms of his tantrums and the things that we were concerned about and wanting to have, you know, him evaluated for. We're still going to do that, however, comma, I am thinking that prayers have been answered and things are going to be okay in that area. Whether, you know, whatever way it goes, but the outcome that we were hoping for looks around the corner, um, which is great. So I'm really excited about that. You know, vacation wasn't in the cards this year, but we made it so, you know, and I am manifesting all fucking amazing things for the next year or the next month or the next day. Because I've kind of learned with manifestation, I don't necessarily, even though I love my vision boards and I do them every year on New Year's Eve, I don't like to plan out, map out the year in a way of success in a sense, because most of my successes happened over years, over time, and when I least expected it. So I'm just manifesting all that in general. As far as the business stuff, um, next week, I'm spinning right back around from the beach and going to what's called morning show boot camp. I uh, the guys of you that the ones of you that are OGs or whatever, uh, you know that I've did that for years. I never missed a boot camp except for last year when I went to Puerto Rico with my family, and it turns out that was the year I needed it. So, radio boot camp is kind of like Comic Con for radio. Everybody's there. The bigwigs of the industry are there. It's a great thing for networking. It's a great thing for, you know just being in and around all of the creativity and people that can help you. And, you know, it was a little bit of a struggle for me to decide if I wanted to go this year, obviously financially, um, but personally too, because the last couple years that I went there, I was the it girl. I was on the speaking on the panels and I was, you know, very confident walking in there because I was just going to network. I didn't need a job. I had what I thought was my dream job and I was there to just give inspiration and be in and around all of it and, you know, keep it going. Um, But this year I'm walking in there for the very first time without a job and that's a different space to be in. But honestly, maybe it's the best space for me to be in because something came about with this morning show boot camp that I never, ever would have thought would have come about. Um, so usually they have, or in years past, they would have like an all women's panel, but they decided to do away with that 
this year. And I think for great reason, because instead of just having a singular women's panel, they just put more women in all of the other panels, which they always had women, but I think it's cool to just infuse radio with more of that V power (laughs) or women power, whatever. But those are conventional that it's like a Wednesday, you get in Thursday, Friday are the events and everybody leaves Friday night. Well, this year there was an event that they extended it and it's the women's brunch. Um, and I got asked to be one of the mentors at that women's brunch. But more than that, I got asked to do a mini manifestation seminar within that morning show brunch or that morning brunch. And I was like, oh my fucking God. You know, because most of the time when I do manifestation seminars or I preach about it, I preach about, preach? Well, I, I, whatever. I talk about love and financial and all of that stuff, but I never really have gotten up in front of a crowd and spoke about like career. And when I got to thinking about what I wanted to say and how I wanted to represent my version of manifestation as it pertains to the career, I thought about it and I was like, wow, I've actually been manifesting way longer than I ever imagined. I thought I was like manifesting at like 2017, you know, 2018, 2019, when I really got into vision boards and reading the secret and, you know, crystals and all of those things. But I got to thinking way back in the day when I first started radio and I met Kane. And good, bad, or indifferent, whatever happened in between and upstairs and downstairs and all around, you know, bottom to top, he was the mecca for me in the beginning. In so many ways, he still is. But that was it for me. And the minute that I... Walked into that studio, 93.3 FLZ as a 26-year-old, very green, very naive little girl. I wasn't even really a girl. I was pretty much a woman at that point, but it was very, very green. And I got that bug. And I remember thinking, oh, my God, I can't do this at first. And I remember comparing myself to Kane all the time because he was three years older than me. And I was like, oh my God, I'm just now starting. And he's this big, you know, radio jock at this big station. And he's like, you know, so known and so talented. Like, I'm never going to be able to do this. And I remember the very first time I went to air check. And that's what, that's what um, we call, you know, you, you fake a radio show. Because at that point I didn't have like weekends to do one, you know, because that's how you put together your real demo, which is like your your audible resume. You know, you'll be on a weekend or filling in for somebody and you grab that audio and put your best stuff together and put it out. Well, I was just starting, but he wanted me to get comfortable behind the mic and figure it out. And I remember going in there and I am not technologically inclined at all. I mean, I am now, but then it was just like, oh my God. And I got so overwhelmed and I couldn't figure out how to work things. And I obviously wasn't going to be creative after that. And this was the station that I had grown up listening to my whole life, which is funny because when I got my internship in there, the dude was like, oh, what station would you want to be on? And I'm like, well, I think I'd love to be on FLZ, which that it's one of the biggest stations in the country and one of the biggest stations within iHeart. And I didn't know anything about that at that time, but that was what I was like, well, that's what there's what I want to be because I'd listened to it my whole life. Think about that. It had been ingrained in me. 
Those are the people that I listened to growing up in my ear always. What you think about, you bring about in manifestation. So when it came time to record that air check, I was like, I can't do this. But then I still felt like I could somewhere in there because your girl don't give up ever, 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 ever. And I remember leaving that day in the station crying. And he was like, are you sure you want to leave? You know, he was super encouraging about it. And he was very gentle. He didn't say like, what are you doing? You can't leave. That's da, da, da. Like he didn't say any of that. It was just like, okay. He was just super gentle about it. And that was the push for me, for myself to be like, okay, I've got this. And that was almost all she wrote because after that I was in there every single day, all day, every day, literally from sunup to sundown. I didn't give a fuck because I loved every ounce of it. And I was like, there's no failing in this for me. I would not even think about it. Not only was my mom like kind of threatening to kick me out of the house at that point, if I didn't get my shit together, there was no not making it in radio. There, it was not an option. That whole thing, failure is not an option. It was not an option for me. It was do or die. And that's literally where I set my sights. And I didn't realize that I was already manifesting before I even knew how. I would do anything and everything anyone asked me and I did it joyfully. I mean, shit, there were times where we had this thing called the Bucks Party House where it was like everybody would get together and tailgate before a game. And we were like doing the grunt work. We were setting up all of the tents. We were setting up like food for people. We were cleaning things up. And by the end, you know, you're picking up somebody's half eaten hot dog, possibly stepping in puke because everybody was drinking or whatever. But I loved that shit so much. It, it, it wasn't like, oh my God, I gotta do this promo. I can't be on air. It was like, no, I, I couldn't wait to be there. And when I was there, it was like, I didn't realize how silly I might've looked, but I didn't give a shit. I loved the music. I loved having, you know, the DJ there and I would be dancing. I was a little go-go dancer. Like I was just so happy to be there. I was just in it. And I didn't realize that I was acting as if I already had the job of my dreams because that was at the time. You know, they, they talk about, I talk about in manifestation, just being grateful for what you have already before you get what is coming to you. And it's when you're sitting in that gratefulness that things do come. Again, what you think about, you bring about. Thoughts become things. When you live as if you already have it, nine times out of 10, the universe is gonna give it to you that much quicker. So nine months later, I got offered a job in Michigan of all places to do morning radio. Now that's not really heard of because Michigan wasn't the biggest market, but it wasn't the smallest either. It was like market 60 something, which is, you know, markets go from like one to like 200. And I was like, fuck yeah, let's go. And I didn't know what the hell I was doing. It was the biggest move going from Florida sunshine to Michigan snow. But it was like, it just happened. And like, honestly, when I think back on it, all of the people were doubting me. My mom, I mean, she was just very skeptical about the whole radio career because 
the dude that like put together my internship at the time was like talking to her because she being you know the Puerto Rican mother that she is, she called up and she's like, "What's this going to do for her?" And blah 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 blah, and. He said, she will get out of it what she put into it. She said, well, how much money can she make someday? Because my mom was a banker for 40-something years. And she was like, is she ever going to be okay financially? And I'm like, well, you know, most people are not. It's probably about, I don't know, 6 to 10% of people that make it to six figures. Guess who did that? Your girl. And that was through sheer faith. Like I got fired from my first job in Michigan, but there was no quitting. I turned down jobs that could have been fine. And at that point I was ready to move anywhere, go anywhere. I was single, didn't have any kids. It was like, let's go. But there were jobs to me that just didn't seem like it. And throughout the years, I took some jobs though that still weren't it. But I used to tell people all of the time, If I had a dollar for every time I said this phrase, I would say, someday, I want to change someone's life like Cain changed mine. And again, everyone has their story and there's a lot of good, bad, and ugly that came along with the journey of Cain's life and the Cain show and all of that. But if you'll allow me to separate that for a minute, Picture this, saying that same phrase, saying that name, The Kane Show, billions of times throughout my life, career, any intern that would come around, I would say these same stories that I'm saying to you right now, and I was always talking about that. And I never thought I would become part of The Kane Show, even though that was the mecca, that wasn't in the cards for me, in my mind. I never said I couldn't, but it was not this reality that I thought was really going to happen. Matter of fact, when my show in Atlanta got blown up, I was calling my mom crying, like, what's going on? Because I thought that was the show. That was the place where I was going to move mountains. And we did. I mean, shit, that city has two two days named after our show. But... You know, I also had my beautiful son, Lyric, there. So I was meant to be there. I thought that was my, sp- my place. And it's still one of my favorite cities in the world. But my mom said to me when I called her crying, she was like, baby, what if this means that you are about to be part of the Kane show? Maybe this is why. And you know what? I'm glad the universe must have plugged her ears at that point because I was like, yeah, right, mom, whatever, blah, 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 blah. But then I went for it. And we all know what happened next. And it never dawned on me until just recently when I was thinking about what I wanted to say to this crowd of people at this little mini vision board seminar and talk about the ways that I manifested career things. I never realized that I was doing that my whole life. And it's crazy how accurate the universe is. What you think about is what you bring about. Dress for the job that you want, not the job you have. I remember when I was going out for the Kane show and I was one of the candidates, every single night I was like, 
emailing prep as if I was on the show already. I was doing prep and sending stories and sending like a show sheet. That's what we would have to do every day. Our ideas, our life things. I would send notes on what I heard from the show, all of the things. I was acting as if I already had the job because for me, there was no turning back once that spot was open. Once the possibility of me having that dream was there, there was nothing that was going to stop me. Sometimes the universe plays tricks on you and, you know, switches shit up again because here we are. But I am reminded that if you put your mind to it and ask the universe for it, ask, believe, receive, you'll get it. You will. And that's the mindset that I want to go into with this vision board mini seminar that I'm really fucking proud to be a part of. It's their first inaugural women's brunch. I think it's so cool that I'm like part of the first ones. And, you know, I had the honor of doing some giveaways for everyone and to see House of W, my little dream project, turn into an actual business over the years, year and a half. It's not even been two years yet. And it's blossoming into something that I could never have imagined. But it all came about from being really happy and joyous where I was. Shit, the idea from the crystal intention candles came from giving away crystals that I had given away as favors at my wedding. Putting them into something that other people could love and enjoy. And that love, those gifts, that came from a listener that had a bunch of it and gave it to me to give away. And then it blossomed into this beautiful business that has, you know, kept my family afloat so far. So I feel like if I can go into this manifestation moment and this entire boot camp where, I mean, I'm going to run into some people I'm sure I don't want to see. I mean, the industry is big, but it's small too. But I am not going to look at it like that. I'm going to look at it like that is the past that brought me to this future. Damn, I need to sit in that one for a second. That is the past that brought me to this future. So your girl's been stressed and blessed getting ready for all of that and trying to be mommy and wifey and podcasty, but I'm excited. Um, so yeah, having said all that, let's get to some Ask Riley questions because I want to see what you guys are curious about. Um, let's see. I know you're stoked to see Pink. Is it strange to go to a show as a fan and not a radio? Ooh, good one. Um, yes and no. So Pink is a whole different experience for me. That's like church. And I never went to a Pink concert except for when I saw her for one performance at the iHeartRadio Music Festival years ago. And when I was four feet away from her and couldn't talk to her and didn't want to. You guys, like, everybody thinks I'm weird for that, but I'm like, if she was having a bad day, and, like, we were in, like, an interview green room where a bunch of the way bigger personalities than me were interviewing, and Kane was there. Like, all these big people were there, and we weren't interviewing her. We were just there in the room because Kane was interviewing people, and I didn't want to be embarrassing, and I didn't want to embarrass the show or the company or anything, so I didn't walk up to her like a crazed fan. <laughs> I have a picture of me freaking out with her behind me, um, but it was... It, 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 in in reference to the pink concert, it's not weird for me. 
because my husband did end up getting us great seats. And this is, you know, he had allotted for that before I got fired. So don't think we're like rolling in the dough and then I'm crying over here about, you know, being on the unemployment line, which literally that's a thing. Um, but for the pink concert, no, it's not weird because I wouldn't want to go in any, any other capacity other than just like a fan, but to go to certain places that would be before, like behind the velvet rope, if you will, versus now. I mean, some of it's weird. Yeah. But I, I loved that. I loved jingle ball and I loved being on stage and stuff, but it wasn't my favorite part. My favorite part would be like seeing you guys in the crowd and like it, when we would do like the pictures before jingle ball and we would get to hug everybody and take all those photos and it took forever and my cheeks would be shaking by the end of it. But that was my favorite part. And I, I mean, sure. I'm not gonna have a velvet rope of pictures, like wait, people waiting to have pictures with me, but I still get to hug you guys. So if I see you at the concert, please do me a favor and say howdy and let's take a pic or give a hug, you know, long story short, there's nothing that's going to go wrong at that pink concert. Like shit, I could lose my weave and break a shoe. It doesn't matter. I'm going to be a, I'm going to be happy as a pig and shit that day. Um, what was the last movie you saw in a theater? Oh God. What was the last movie? Um, the Mario brothers movie that we went to go see lyric and I, that was fun. We did a mommy and me date and it was really cool to have like, cause I don't like kids movies. Like full disclosure, like I like the old school Disney ones, but I'm not actually very well versed in a lot of the newer shit. Um, but that was cool. Cause that was like part of my childhood. I like, actually that was the only video game I ever really played. And they had a lot of like eighties music in there that was cool. And I thought that it was like, it was good for like adults and kids too. And then we got to have a bonding moment where Lyric gave a movie review of it. And that's a couple podcasts down. If you want to check it out, it's so adorable. Um, but yeah. Um, Oh, <laughs> how long do you hold on to pictures? Have you deleted things taken during the show from my old show? Mm, There's several that I have. Yes. But like, I was always the person. This is so weird. Like when my ex fiance broke up with me and like we were living together and he moved all of his stuff out, but I still had some of the pictures up for a long time because for me at first it was too hard to take the pictures down. Like I would notice that absence of the picture frame more than I would the actual picture being there. So I was easy with myself. So it took a very long time for me to take them down, which may not be the best practice of like getting over things and moving on to your new life and moving forward the way that I think now, but that's how I used to be. Do I still have lots and lots and lots of pictures of them in my phone? Yeah, because some of the moments that of those pictures are the greatest moments of my life, not because they are in it, but because they were those moments. And I am learning through healing from all of that, that I don't have to erase the past to move forward to the future. Like I said before, I can think about it as the past, but I think the easier it is for me to not want to throw up when I see certain pictures, <laughs> the more I'm able to heal and move on. I mean, forgiveness isn't there yet. Who knows? One day it might be. I'm not a fucking saint, but yeah, I still have them. Yeah. Um, 
What did you decide to wear for the pink concert? Okay, so I put up like a video of me trying all the stuff in that fabulous shirt with pink on it and the sparkle cap sleeves. And I was going back and forth through like two different pleather skirts, some shirts, some skirts that I had in my closet that I've been trying to wear for like 10 years and shorts. So there is two that you guys voted on on my Instagram or like suggested at Riley Couture if you want to check out the video that I think I'm going to go with. And it's not what I thought I was going to go with at all. So I'm excited about that. Um, what do you do if your family doesn't like your spouse? Ugh. Okay. So in my family, it's a little different because my family does not exactly have the best taste in men or the best, you know, judgment in terms of people most of the time. Um, none of the women in my family, except for maybe one, like married very well. Most of them got divorced or, you know, didn't really have very, very healthy relationships. So I think that it depends on your dynamic with your family. To be fair, my mom immediately loved Marshall. So she was right there. But I don't know if she was pro some of my exes because of the fact like my ex-fiance, she was pro him for a while until she realized that like, until she knew the brass tacks of how emotionally and physically abusive that relationship was. So her radar was off. But there was like another ex before her that actually wanted to put a ring on my finger and he showed it to her and she was like, no. She didn't say that to him, but she did not like him at all. So she was, you know, she'd been kind of right. But I don't think that you should govern your entire life on your family. I think too often people put like such weight on, oh, because we're blood, they have my best interest in hand. Again, it depends on your family dynamic. But you have a gut and you know what you want and you know who you love. And if all of those signs are a go, then it's a go. Fuck what everybody else thinks. However, having said all that, if you have doubts and red flags and then your family doesn't like them, I mean, it says spouse, so if you're married already, that's kind of difficult, you know? That's a marriage, and I take marriage seriously, but I also believe in divorce if you're miserable. And there's no there's point of no return where you can't fix it, but I wouldn't say that it's a deal breaker because your family doesn't like them. Like, I feel like families should, I'm not saying they have to love them and be all kiki about it, but they want to support you and your happiness, and if you're happy, that should be what matters doesn't always work out that way but if you're asking me if you should like exit to the left because they don't like your spouse now absolutely not Ugh, y'all with the question sometimes you get me do you miss your old show and i miss some things about it the people no because I don't really think I ever knew truly the people in that situation. And what I did know that I either chose to ignore or move past for my career, I don't like, you know, so, but I miss the everyday. I miss the grind of it. I miss talking to you guys on the phone. I miss, you know, hearing not just through Instagram, but like, you know, every day in my ear holes about your what's good Wednesdays and doing ask Riley live on air and like doing the follow-ups when I was allowed to. And 
I, I do miss that stuff. A hundred percent. I'll never not miss it. So if you're asking me if I miss radio in that sense, yes, absolutely. But if you're asking me if I miss that situation, no. Walking through those doors November 9th, 2022 was not, the tears weren't falling for that situation. It was falling because I was losing my connection with you guys. But what you think about, you bring about, and I am manifesting that those connections are just going to blow up even further in new capacities that I never knew possible. What is a family tradition that you do not holiday related? Um, well, that one's actually one that we did tonight that is my new favorite. It's like a little dance party that we do when we put Mal into bed and Lyric's, you know, six years older, so like he gets to stay up a little bit longer, but I just freaking love watching my boys dance together and I'll get in and dance with them and it's just like something silly and random that we do and you know I'm Latina so dancing is always in our hearts but it's funny that it's morphed into that because I have this video of Lyric and me when he was about four or five days old and I was dancing in the kitchen with him tiny little thing and it was like that was his first dance and I always want to dance with him and them, you know, when I was pregnant with him and I was very scared, a listener sent me a book and wrote in it the sweetest thing ever. And it always stuck with me how fast these times goes. And she's like, do everything you can, all the silly things, sing, dance, play, do it all. And I love that. That's our little tradition. How are you and Marshall going to celebrate your two year anniversary? Like how fucking crazy is that? It's been two years. Oof. Um, we are actually being very blessed by one of our listener fam, but she's not that. She's a friend now, but she started as a listener fam. That's how I met her at my pop-up year and a half ago. Crazy how it's only been that short when I think about being friends with her. But she's an incredible soul, and she's offered to watch the boys so that we can go and do whatever we want and not have an expiration date on our time because usually we have to run back. We have like two, three hours or maybe two hours when we, you know, we're able to pay Annie to watch them and go on a date. And it's, but it's always like a mad dash and a rush back. And she said like, you can go do whatever you want and don't worry about it. And you know, she's also been a nanny and she's just a really fucking cool person. And that is the best anniversary present anyone could give us because we have not been on a date, a real date together uh, in a while. Yeah. Um, but I'm excited. I'm not sure what exactly we're doing. I think we have a couple's massage that was given to us for Christmas last year that we want to chat, cash in on because we just haven't had the time for both of us to get away because you know, to go do something together. You have to pay a nanny. But we're going to do that. I'm sure we're going to go, like, get some food. But I also want to keep it just kind of light and maybe not make too many plans and, like, get super dressed up because that was, like, our first date that we went to Sugarloaf and went on a hike and we ate food and we went down to Newmarket and antiqued. Like, you know, that's what we did. Maybe we do that. Maybe we recreate our first date. <laughs> Marshall, if you're listening, ding, 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 ding. You know, I just want to keep it simple. 
Because I can't not believe that we've been married two years already. That's crazy. And I really want us to be able to get back to center and celebrate the fact that we made it as a family, no matter what's been going on with us. Oh, I just got misty-eyed. <laughs> um, any fun birthday plans next month? I keep it low-key, but I like to do a little, little something. You will pink, obviously. And honestly, like you, not every year I get to go to pink, ever. You know, but Marshall like always makes it special for me. I never have to worry about that. Usually for my birthday, we get crabs. You know, last year we couldn't because Marshall had made the reservation, but Malin was in his toddler fit phase. Or no, that was Mother's Day. Anyway, but I don't worry about that. You know, like a past pink, obviously. It can't doesn't get any better than that. But I really couldn't. I, I won't be disappointed if we're just hanging here with the boys. And I get a foot rub. And <laughs> some really good cake and some crabs, maybe. Or, or you know, I don't know. Marshall always wakes me up on my birthday or any special holiday with my favorite salmon locks and capers on bagels, you know? So I, I too like to keep it simple, but not, there ain't nothing simple about pink now. I'm so excited about that. Um, any updates on the next pop-up? Yes, I have one at a location that it's in the works, which I'm excited about, um, but it's not locked in, locked in yet but it will be. <laughs> I know I'm being vague. And then I have another one um, in September, right after my birthday. So I will reveal those dates to you soon. Um, but the people in the We Got This fam get the info on all of the events and coupons to the events first. So once they all know, then you will know. And trust me, I don't like doing that, but you know, I promise that to the people that are supporting the Really Riley podcast in that way. So I don't want to be a liar, but you'll know really quick. Um, how do you approach a significant other who won't stay off slash blocks you from certain social posts? Oh, okay. Well, we're going to get real, real like that shit would not fly with me because the one thing that I cannot do or couldn't do when I was dating and I dealt with it a lot in my other relationships that didn't work out was like mistrust. It wasn't a situation where I'm saying you should let me go through your phone or you should like let me see all of your social media or whatever. And I ain't gonna lie, when I first got with Marshall, I was that spicy bitchy ass Latina that was like, who is this? And who is this? And who that? Who this? You know, like I'm sensitive about that stuff because a lot of people think social media doesn't matter. But yeah, it does. You know, that's how my husband and I met on social media and I feel like there should be like, if you're talking about like years ago where it would be an email or it would be a phone number or way back in the ancient days, a Rolodex or whatever, like it's the same thing. So I feel like if that person is, is your boyfriend or girlfriend or whatever you call them and they're blocking you from certain posts that they put up. If that is not a red flag waving in your face, I don't really know what is. I'm not necessarily saying that they're, you know, doing the taco hot dog dance with somebody. I, I mean, that's extreme. But again, your gut tells you something. I mean, okay. And I don't want to be a total psycho because it could be a situation if there's nothing else wrong and everything has been great. And who knows? Maybe they're planning something for you. Maybe it could be a surprise there or I don't know. 
that that I again I don't want to be naive, but I also don't want to be so jaded that it couldn't be that possibility. Because again, I only know that one question, and I don't know what the insides of your relationship look like. But what I'm saying to you is, if you have doubts, or if you've told this person many times that this bothers you, like that should never be a question. If something bothers you that is within reason, and sometimes I take that out of the realm of reasonable completely with Marshall. God bless my husband. I love him. Um, but if it's something that you need that's going to make you feel secure, they should just do it. And although I said social media is super important and it's become a fabric of our lives, it should not be important at the sacrifice of your comfort level, happiness, whatever. Because that's why you choose a certain person because you want to make them happy. And I don't know that if Marshall was blocking me from certain social posts that I would be that happy. If he did it now, I would have to assume that there's a reason because I trust him, you know, and a good one because, you know, I, if there was ever anything that went wrong with us, I don't think it would be that. I, I, there would never in my mind do I think that he would cheat on me. I don't give a fuck if y'all saying, oh, she's so naive, all men cheat. Blah, blah, blah. I don't, I would be shocked. I would fall over dead if that ever happened. However, I do understand like that's fucked up, <laughs> you know, and if it's bothering you and they're still doing it, it, it gets to a point where you got to give me the reason you're doing it and, and put this to bed. Otherwise that, that, that shit ain't gonna work. This just ain't gonna work. Um, yeah. And that's all she wrote for that. Let me refresh. Yeah. God, y'all came up with some really good questions. I love this. I love doing this with you guys. And hopefully this connected with you too. In the career thing, in the love thing, in any of the things, all of the things. Because I love you guys to the moon and back. And thank you, thank you, thank you for keeping this podcast and my dreams afloat. And if you guys want to become a part of the We Got This Fam and support the Really Riley podcast and keep the lights on, you can do that at reallyreallypodcast.com. There's a link to it. Um, I'm really excited because everybody that signed up for the We Got This Fam or the We Got This Army so far got their welcome packets and they're loving them. And I also sent out a meal plan this week for We Got This subscribers. Um, because a lot of you guys have always been saying that. Like, Riley, you know, can you put together sample stuff? What do you eat? Da, da, da. Every time I post something, they're always saying you should do that. I was like, all right, well, now's a good time. You know, because this is my main gig is connecting with you guys this way. So I thought that would be really cool to share that part of it because fitness is such a big chunk of my journey. And also, I shared the new We Got This merch. Um, and there's more because I got some guy listeners, some dude listeners. So I did some unisex things that is coming out this week. I'm going to send that newsletter out. So basically every week I'm sending newsletters with tutorials, tidbits, extras from the podcast. There's going to be certain video versions that are coming out um, that are extensions of the podcast. Talking about things that you guys have all asked and you guys all want to know, but I don't know that I want it out there for certain citizens of the world to hear. And if they pay to hear it, then ha <laughs> ha. Um, but yeah, so reallyreallypodcast.com. If you guys want to check that out, I'm pretty proud of my new website. Um, if you guys have an Ask Riley, if you guys have a uh, Show Me the Ring, that's coming back next week. If you guys have a Small Fitness Spotlight, reallyreallypodcast at gmail.com. The text line is 410-604-8895. 
Really Riley podcast on Instagram and TikTok. Really Riley. Sorry, no. House of W by Riley on, on Instagram and TikTok. Uh, Riley Couture on Instagram and Riley Couture 7 on TikTok. Love you guys longest. Thanks for being you and thanks for listening. And I will talk to you on Friday. It's really Riley.